Hey. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. How's it going? Can you hear me? Yes. All good. All good. I saw you received the, the trousers. <laughs> I did. I did. That's good. That's oh. good. I, I like, I like the, you know, I like a lot of the merch. Like I have, I had stuff already before. So I was like, dude, I might as well reach out, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, man. So now you have enough. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I have more than enough. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, we have different, all different styles. So, um, that's what a lot of people like the diversity, you know? Yep. Yep. You ready for the interview? Yeah, yeah of course. Okay, so the way that it works is it'll be most likely about like 20 to 30 minutes. I'm just going to ask you a ton of questions. And then after okay. that, um, I'm going to send this video over to the team. The team will then draft up the articles. And then most likely you'll get them next week just because it's close to the end of this week here. So um, yeah, yeah, sure. Cool, cool. And it's no problem. So let's go ahead and start out with like, um, when did you start um, Icon Amsterdam? And then how did it, how did it become like uh, into fruition? Like. How did you even think about it? Mm, so it started approximately the beginning of 2018. Okay. Um, like I was already into business. I was doing some things here, here and there. And at one point I stumbled across like um, doing more unique stuff. So within the clothing niche, I sold like a lot of uh, different types of uh, jackets. And then at one point, um, like I grew up in the Netherlands and you at one point had like a trend of uh, men wearing like a bit more fitted type jeans, but um, with like another, enough flexibility, you know, it was like yep. a trend, but you couldn't buy it in, in the Netherlands. So me and all my friends ordered it from the UK. So in England. And um, at one point I was like, maybe I can start something with this. So I was looking around, searching for manufacturers. Uh, in the beginning, it was hard. A lot of them couldn't um, um, cooperate with, with me because they, it was hard for them to find the right material blend, you know? Right. So in the beginning, there were a lot of issues. But at one point, I uh, found one of, still to this date, one of my uh, close manufacturers and um we started selling and in the beginning when we launched it went really quick like from the beginning because i was the only one doing it in in the whole country you know so yeah. i started doing like only in uh the netherlands but after six months we went so quick that i was like i think i i have to expand you know because i it was a dutch store but i saw people from germany and italy like buying from my store even though they, they couldn't even read the language you know so yeah i was like well maybe we can go um like first start off with europe and then see what happens you know so expanded and um it was crazy like after six months went worldwide and since then never looked back it only kept growing and growing and for myself the main focus has always been like coming with new quality collections you know because you cannot just hang on to same products and sell them every every year you know it's right. uh, a fast moving niche you know so that's basically how it started got it so when you say um so i have a couple of questions but like when you first started out how did you get the word out there because you said it kind of just blew up from like the first six months 
Um, mm-hmm. Usually, you know, when people start something, they usually pump a lot of uh, money into Facebook ads, into influencer marketing, yeah. things like that. How did yours yeah. catch fire? Uh, yeah. So I was already doing some online business before I started this. And um, I already had some kind of experience with Facebook advertising, but not too much because this was yeah. like Icon Amsterdam was the thing for me where everything changed. You know, before that, I was just here and there feeling the waters, um, making a bit of money left and right, but not nothing spectacular. So I started out with uh, doing Facebook ads and um, Netherlands is a small country. So if you have something which is doing well, you, you're really able to blow up quickly. So that's yeah. what happened. But when where it really catched fire was when after six months, um, we went worldwide and a lot of like I've I've never seen it before. But we got lots of messages from like uh, famous people on Instagram and Facebook and commenting on our pictures. And they were like, "Oh, um, we've seen your ads. We want to wear some of your products." So. I had people with like four or five million followers messaging us if they can have our products. And I was like, like that was for me was the point. Like, I think I really have something big, you know? Yeah. And, um, like one of the most famous kickboxers from the Netherlands was commenting on my pictures, messaging me, can I wear your stuff? Send it out. He was wearing it on TV. Everyone saw it, blew up. So at one point it became like a snowball effect, you know? So that, that's really how it blew up actually. That's good. That's really good. Because not too yeah, many people man. get that, you know? So Yeah. Like and then, the, mm-hmm. sorry, keep going. Yeah, like at one point when you you need to catch like traction, you know. So and you have to focus on the things which are working for you. And um I think the main reason why it kept working is um like I always only followed um like my own instinct in the way like what most people do when they start a clothing brand is they look at other brands, you know, and yeah. um, which are working, like looking at the big ones. Oh, if that's working for them, maybe I can do kind of the same thing. But that's the fastest way to fail, you know, because then that's instantly your competition. So what I always did was making sure I did something which other brands were not doing, like completely different. So when at, at some point I, I uh, find out that was one of the main reasons because I saw a lot of people like, like reviewing, oh, they have a lot of unique styles, but um, I can still wear it. My dad can still wear it. My friends can still wear it, you know? So yeah, I think that was also one of the main reasons why it blew up. And so question, when you say like after six months, you started to expand, does that mean that the manufacturing team that you're already working with that you had to like expand into different states or does that mean you just kind of opened it up to the rest of the world? Um, like we opened it up to the rest of the world because I was doing like um, Dutch only. So only the Netherlands. So like it was basically like opening up, uh, targeting like um, full Europe, United States. And United States is a funny story because they're like um, a lot of people say it's hard to blow up in um, the United States because it's such a big country. A lot of yeah. people told me, I don't know if that will work out, but that was one of the, like the first big countries that like really went hard and, and still it's like, it's crazy because 
I, I think it's the same out there. They want something different. And yeah. um, like one, one funny thing is um, when I wanted to expand, like I was a bit hesitant because the name was Icon Amsterdam. And I was like, I don't know if that, if that will work outside of the Netherlands. So I was yeah. like, I was like, what, what am I going to do? And uh, one of my close friends, I told him, like, I think, what would you do? Would you just call it maybe Icon or when you go into targeting friends, call it Icon Paris? Or what would you do? Do it separately? And he was like, what are you doing? Just keep Icon Amsterdam. Everywhere around the world, people know Amsterdam. It will work, yeah. definitely. So I tried it. And um, yeah, crazy, man. Like, we have so like our customers are based like everywhere like japan australia dubai like every country you can name we have customers so that's good. crazy that's crazy and you said that like you were into different online businesses first before you got started into like you know the clothing type style so um yeah. number one is like before you even started icon amsterdam what did you need to have in place to be able to start it like did you need to have the designs ready uh, measurements like what what did you need to have um, so, like, uh, I think two months before Icon Amsterdam started, I was already doing some things in um, the clothing niche. Okay. And I already found out kind of a bit what worked, so the unique styles and everything. But the hardest thing is finding, like, a proper manufacturer because a lot of them, you know, they, first of all, they have to understand your vision. If they cannot understand your vision, it's really hard to, to work with them, you know? Yeah. And also, um, when you go from zero to a lot of selling, like a lot of pieces, like some cannot, they simply cannot do it, you know? So at one point uh, I was like, okay, let me, let me just dive deeper into it. And um, I already, this is one of the main selling collections are the, the track pants as well. Yeah. So, and I, that was actually the, one of the first, like pants products i started selling before uh, one of the funny things like back then it was track pants were also like kind of a trend but um like not too many brands did it anymore because a lot of people thought it was outdated so with icon amsterdam we were able to like really bring it back you know because we yeah. had like the nice fitted ones, the more classy ones. And, um, but coming back to your question, like what, what do you need to have in place to even start like a fashion brand? Like, I think for me, you, you need to have a little experience in like doing business because um, like I'm a creative person, but deep down I'm, I'm a businessman. I mean, to do yeah. business, you know, it's not just, like it's not just opening uh, a brand and having fun with it you of course want to succeed because that's what keeps you going right so i think you need to have a little money to be able to invest in um in the beginning in getting samples ready like sample over and over again it's the most important thing it sounds very simple but you have to you have to be able to do it and to take the time with it because if you rush it I don't think it will work out, you know? Yeah. So even now, like I'm doing, besides I'm, I could Amsterdam also having some different brands. And when I start something new, we always start with, with sampling because that's the basic. 
but um, for someone who wants to start, you you got to have the money to invest in that. Yeah. Good. So, good. Yeah. That's good. So um, now my question is going to be more like about the future. So like now that you have this and you know you've expanded and you're doing really well. Um, I know you said you're doing some other items, but like, what does the future look like for Icon Amsterdam and for you? Well, like the close future, what's upcoming is um, the full new collection, which is dropping. We've already dropped some new pieces, um, which are like follow-up pieces after our last bestsellers from last collections. We mm-hmm. had like so many requests, bring them out in, um, because we, we created like a new type of fit, like the luxurious feel, but still comfortable because right. that's one of the... Um, the things which happened like like last year and that uh, was really crazy for us was um, I think one month uh, before the the whole COVID thing started um, it already started in China but not yet uh, right. anywhere else so a lot of people were like uh, it probably will not spread to Europe or the States whatever so at one point it did. And I was at that point, I was working on the new collection, like me and the designers were just like in the process of creating the new collection. So I was like, maybe this will be like, like big, the COVID and everything. So I was like, okay, what are we going to do? Because we have all different types of, of pants, you know, you, you can design pants, which are suited for at home, you have pants who are more nightlife. So I was like, all right, I want a bit luxury style, but to be able to wear them at home. And if you have to go out like quickly, you can also still wear them, you know? Because yeah. I was like, I think a lot of this will be big and a lot of people will uh, need to stay at home and everything or do their jobs at home. So that's what we did. We based the collection. Um, we kind of formed it around the whole situation. And... Um, like it really blew up. Like um, most of the collection got launched last Black Friday, so that's around nice. November. Yep. And um, yeah, it was crazy. So now we have the follow-up collection, and um, this one will be kind of more like a nightlife because I think things are gonna open up. Some places already opened up, like completely, and yeah. um, people want to go out again. You know. So um, we'll come with. With a, a good set of um, them classy nightlife uh, trousers. So um, that's for the close future. And um, like looking at the long future in like two, three years, like I'm not, I'm not too sure because I, lo- I look at year by year, you know, yeah. in this, in the fashion industry, things move really quick, you know? So I always adapt, but I, I mix in my own creativity, but looking three years ahead with such a fast moving industry, it's, it's hard, you know, but one thing for sure is that Icon Amsterdam will, will still be around because for me, I feel that this is just the beginning, you know? Yeah. It's crazy because you know, we're now at the point like I, when I go on holiday, for example, now I'm in uh, Spain, like two days ago, I saw someone wearing it. <laughs> I've been, lived for like half a year, five to six months in uh, Dubai, see people wearing it there. So, from, and it wasn't like that before, like only in the Netherlands, but now I see it on different places. So I feel like 
this is just the beginning. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And, um, damn, I had a question specifically like about that. So mm-hmm. oh, I was going to say like, so do you wear like as someone who created Icon Amsterdam, do you wear your clothes very often? Ah, good, <laughs> very good question. That's what people always ask me. Um, like it's, it changes. Like when I started it, the only thing I uh, wear was my own, my own products. Like yeah. basically like every day, every day. And um, at one point I was kind of like fed up with it. I was like, I don't want to be like um, the marketing guy for my own brand or something, you know? Yeah. So um, at one point I never wore my own brand again, but now um, as I of course get, gain more experience within the fashion industry and uh, started listening more and more to my own creativity, I already did that, but to a point I was like, all right, from now on, I only want to, create things I would wear myself right you know because in the beginning um like I had a lot of unique products which were so unique that um like we had customers from everywhere but um things moved so quick that in the Netherlands you couldn't wear them anymore but they were still going hard like in the United States Germany everywhere but I was like I cannot wear this but I'm still a businessman so I'm gonna keep on selling them creating things like that but now I'm like, um, um, because experience is very important in, in the fashion industry. People ask me all the time, like, um, yeah, you're taking such big risks, like ordering so much products you haven't even sold before. Because like when we create a new collections, like we do big purchases. We don't just test out the waters with uh, 100 pieces. No, we go big immediately. So yeah. people ask me, like that are such big risks how do you do it and like there's not one clear answer like i think it's just experience you know and um knowing your customers at one point you when you do things over and over again you'll be able to do them again and again you know so but as answer to your question like right now yeah i wear i wear myself especially the upcoming collection it will be very in fire. Like when I go out, I will be wearing my own pants. So uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Nice. So I have another question. Um, this is more about obstacles and things like that that you face. So what are some current obstacles? Because I, I, you know, when I'm talking to you, it sounds like, dude, you just crush it from day one and you're expanding and like, you're, no, you're it wasn't really like well. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what, what obstacles did you face? <laughs> um. Like, I think it's it's a part of the process, but we've had some, like, large, like, obstacles. But, like, um, of course, looking back, like, things are good, you know? Right. I, I cannot complain, but um, there were a lot of points where things could have gone wrong completely. Like, um, some obstacles we faced, like, one of the most shocking ones, I think, was um, all of our socials being hacked, like, at, like... 90 or 100,000 followers we got hacked and um, like it was kind of one of um, our customer service person's fault but I I don't blame him because we're all human you know so things can happen so um, yeah we got hacked and for me like working for such a long time on something and especially in the fashion industry your socials are very important because your advertising goes through your socials your 
your uh, returning customers. They're based on your socials, you know? So um, that was a big shocking moment because I had just a feeling like um, maybe I've lost like everything, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I learned a lot from that moment. I learned how strong the brand actually is because uh, we were offline on all socials, but we were still like doing numbers. So I was like, well, <laughs> how, how is this possible? But that's like the website was still live. So I was like, wow, the brand is strong. But um, yeah, it was, uh, no, there was a big shocking moment. But um, luckily I had some uh, person who, I have a contact person within Facebook, a Facebook rep, as we have advertised a lot uh, time, time in and again. So um, yeah. She was able to help me out and get it back, but uh, that was very stressful. Um, like, I think other obstacles, well, if I actually, when I take it back to the beginning, this was one of the number one obstacles in the beginning. Yeah. As um, like what we were just talking about, things went really quick and it looked like um, just a fairy tale story, everything going good, scaling quickly, expanding and expanding. But that was the biggest obstacle. Because I, I came from zero with this, you know, I had no experience whatsoever and um, creating a brand and then seeing it blowing up. It was not like that um, at, a, at one point I knew what to do with it. Like it was so crazy, like um, within one month, we went from zero to doing over 100,000 euros in revenue. Yeah. First month, it was like crazy. But still, I only had like one customer service rep. Um, <laughs> Black Friday crushed through. We did crazy numbers. Um, manufacturer couldn't deliver all the products we had. So at, the, at that point, I was like stressing out. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is great. I was like in the middle. I'm like, I have something big here, but I'm messing it up completely because yeah. um, it's hard when you start um a brand and you build it yourself you think you, everything you can do it yourself you know but if you want to expand you have to um, and, and how yeah, did you get fix people that? working for you well how you fix it like, like um, it's it's not something you, you really fix you have to go through it like we um got a lot of complaints in the beginning just because for me as a person i went way too hard like I shouldn't <laughs> have scaled so hard. Like it, we went way too hard. So um, we got a lot of complaints. How do you fix them? Just provide um, amazing service next time, you know? Yeah. And um, that's what we did. So at one point I, I saw in that, okay, I'm going to build, a, I'm going to build a brand now, you know, because in the beginning, like, I didn't know what I was going to do with this. You know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm starting a pants brand because we don't have it in the Netherlands. But I was like, I'm just going to make money with it. I didn't know I was going to build something big. Yeah. But at that point, I knew, okay, I'm, I might have something big and I have to take it seriously. So that's when I started hiring a lot of quality people, like started paying them like good good money because that was one of the mistakes I made. I just look for cheap people who can work for me. And, but we get people for cheap, you get cheap results. So now we have like a quality team. Everyone feels um, respected and part of the company. They all want the 
brand to succeed. It's like um, the same as I'm the owner of it. They feel like they are a part of it. And that's what I want. And that was one of the um, best decisions which I made because um, yeah, we, we, without a good team, you cannot, you cannot grow so big. It's impossible. Like um, for, for me, my manager is like my right hand. When, when things go wrong, like he's the first person I talk with um, like I'm the creative one. He's like the, the technical <laughs> one, yeah. you know, and I think that's very important. So, but we've had like many more like things go wrong, but I think that's just part of growing something. I think there's no business in this world who can grow big without fucking it up here and there. That's true. That's true. So we have about four more minutes. Is there anything specific you want to add in these articles that we didn't cover? Um, well, I think like regarding the articles, uh, what is your plan? Like doing them all um, like related to Icon Amsterdam or do some um, for me like as a businessman? Both. So like yeah. the way that we do it is we do like we don't just do it about Icon Amsterdam like we can, um, but we make it mainly about you. And then naturally with you, the business comes through it. So you get yeah. both of them in both of, yeah. in all the articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good because... Um, yeah, for, for me, like, uh, because we're going to do the, try to do the verification for me first, as yep. um, I already have some press, but I don't want to have like all press, like icon. And then, you know, yeah, because uh, I don't know what the future holds. Maybe I'll sell the company and then you only have articles with me and the brand, you know? <laughs> so right. that's, that's how I, I'm thinking. Um, like not, not specifically. No, I think, um, if there are certain things like needed to be mentioned or when your team gets back to me with a certain article and I want to add uh, certain things, I can just um, yeah. tell them or make the, the story a bit more fluent or a bit more accurate. Because exactly. there's so much more I can tell, but I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what we'll do is because we're going to write a lot of articles for you. So you might find like once we hit a certain amount, like um, they might be repetitive. So we might need to hop on another call to do a, you know, another batch of like, hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a good one. And then we can maybe in someone's dive, dive more deeper into certain uh, objectives, subjects. Exactly, exactly. So what we'll do then is we'll do the first four or five um, specifically on this interview. That way it's like the whole content is good and it's not repetitive from like the other articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay perfect. Cool. Perfect. So you you will um, send this over to your team and they will get back. Yep. Yep. They'll let me know. Cause it's just me and you contacting each other in WhatsApp, but usually we, you know, do it over Basecamp. Um, but we'll just, I'll send them over to you on uh, WhatsApp and then you and I can schedule another call. I'll do another interview and I'll send them that interview. Perfect. And also cool. if you need anything from me, like uh, images or just let me know. Yeah, we will. We will. As soon as like before, once you approve of the articles, we're going to need the images. That way we can go ahead and uh, publish them. Okay. Okay. I have one question for you. Like, uh, when did you get your, your profile verified? Like five years ago. Oh, really? How yeah. did that happen? Like, were you already in the, the social media things and that? Um, I was already doing press. So like, you know, back then it was a little bit easier just because not everybody had press on themselves. 
So mm. automatically when I had press about myself, I had like 20 plus articles. We submitted it and I had to pay $5,000, but I ended up oh, getting really? verified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so things have changed compared to uh, back then, right? Now the whole process of... Yeah, it's changed. Like, honestly, back then it was more expensive. Like, it was like $8,000 oh. to get verified on like Instagram or Facebook. And, um, but it was easier though. Once you did submit it, you, you were like almost guaranteed to get verified. Mm, wow. Now it's okay, different. Let's, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all right, I'll send this over right. to the team. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you too, man. Really appreciate it. Take care. All right. Bye. Take care.